This is the Relic Radio Show, old-time radio entertainment still standing the test of time from RelicRadio.com. Welcome back to the Relic Radio Show, your weekly hour of radio drama, which you can find every Tuesday at RelicRadio.com. Our first story this week comes from Nightbeat. We'll hear City at Your Fingertips from July 31st, 1950. After that, it's Bogey and Bacall in Bold Venture. We'll hear their December 24th, 1951 episode titled The Paul Brewer Story. Wheaties presents Night Beat. On stage tonight from Hollywood, Night Beat, another in the Wheaties' big parade of exciting half hour presentations. Night Beat. Hi, this is Randy Stone. I cover the night beat for the Chicago Star. Stories start in many ways. That night, my story began with the innocent ringing of my telephone. I didn't know that on the other end of the line was death. Night Beat, starring Frank Lovejoy as Randy Stone. When you get up and stretch and find your way to the kitchen tomorrow, reach for the Wheaties. Lay spoon to a whole wheat. Whole wheat can help make a difference all morning long. Start a good breakfast with Wheaties for the roll-up-your-sleeves kind of energy that can make the morning go smoother. There's a whole kernel of wheat in every Wheaties flake. You got it? A whole kernel of wheat in every Wheaties flake. That's why Wheaties can do so much. That's why Wheaties at 7 can really help at 11. Tumble out those golden flakes, pour on the milk, put on the fruit, pick up the spoon, and smile. You're getting nourishment to help send you through the morning on high. You do it. Help yourself to breakfast of champions. And see how Wheaties at 7 can help at 11. It was my night off. I locked the door, pulled down the window shades of my six-buck-a-week ivory tower, and took the cork from a bottle of, uh, well, Mother Jones' soothing stomach syrup, and reached for, you should pardon the expression, a book. Oh, what the heck, a lot of people read books. School children, for instance. Tonight, some other poor sucker was walking the night beat, and as far as I was concerned, the whole world could take a walk. But as it turned out, the joke was on me. The world took a walk, all right. Right into my snug little ivory tower. It began modestly enough with the ringing of my telephone. Yeah? Randy, this is Matt Cummel. Where have you been? Oh, look, Mr. Editor, I'm on my own time. I called every redhead in town. I called every bar and grill. I called the police station, the county hospital, the morgue. Where have you been? Well, you found me, Matt, at home. Oh, that's great. That's great. You'll never guess who's looking for you. Okay, I'll never guess. Mr. D. Stout's come to town. Edward the Stout, our distinguished uh, publisher? That's right. Mm-hmm. He wants to talk to you about that night beat stint of yours. What about it? Well, he's got some ideas. Maybe he wants to expand it into a column. He's only going to be in town until tonight, so he wants you to phone him right away. Hand over 23820. You got it? 
Yeah, uh, what are we calling him this season? Father of the Waters, Star of Stars, or just plain Bill? Randy, call him right away. It sounded important. <laughs> okay. Not long. Hmm. Uh, good evening, Mr. Stout. Your humble servant, Mr. Stout. <laughs> now drop dead, Mr. Stout. <laughs> Jerry's all that garage. Garage? Uh, is this, uh, Andover 23820? No, this is 30829. You must have dialed wrong. Yeah, okay, I'm sorry. 23820. Oh. Busy. Well, I'd have to try again in a couple of seconds, so I didn't even bother putting the receiver back on the hook. And from that little thing, it all began. I started thinking, isn't it funny how by just missing one number on the dial, instead of getting a millionaire publisher with ulcers, I got Jerry's all-night garage? What would have happened if I dialed seven instead of nine? Then who would have answered the phone? That's a strange thought. Through this little dial, the whole city was at my fingertips. I remembered reading somewhere that there were six million telephone combinations on one dial. Then on the spur of the moment, I did a dumb thing. I spun the dial seven times in rapid succession without even looking at the numbers. And the phone started ringing. I had a connection. Where was it ringing? Who had destiny chosen to get my call? Some frowsy little gal crying her eyes out in the back bedroom? A dozing night watchman and an office closed for the night? Was my call interrupting a family brawl in some dark flat on the north side? Was it breaking up the sleep of some poor guy working a night shift? Well, wherever it was ringing, there was no answer. So I tried dialing the Stout's number again. I thought what a swell idea for a column. The whole city at your fingertips. Still busy. So, again, just for the fun of it, and without looking at the phone, I dialed seven times. Fred, listen, darling, don't hang up again. Let me talk to you. Please, please, darling. Hey, what is this? What? Oh, I thought... What do you want? Oh, nothing, darling. I must have dialed the wrong number. I'm sorry. Wait a minute. Hmm? Don't hang up. Maybe you can help me. Help you? What is it? My life's in danger. Come again? I've got to have a doctor right away. Well, I'll call one for you. But I can't have any doctor. I've got to call one who would understand. One who wouldn't betray Fred. Then why don't you call Fred's doctor? I've called Dr. Bechtel. Bechtel? Yes, Russell Bechtel. He's Fred's doctor. But his nurse says he's out on the call and she doesn't know where to reach him. I couldn't tell her the trouble I'm in. She wouldn't understand. She'd only tell me to call the police. The police? Yes. Fred's had one of his attacks. He threatened to kill me again. And this time he's gone for a gun. Oh, well then, sister, you better call the police. No! They put Fred away for good, and I couldn't stand that. I'd rather be dead. Oh, 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 I, I get it. You don't believe me. Oh, you catch on fast. Who put you up to it, honey? Sounds like the boy's on the police beat. Listen, you've got to believe me. Does it say so in the Constitution? Look, I'm pretty busy. Please, please, you've got to. You've just got to. You've got to. Wait a minute, wait a minute. How could this be a gag? You didn't call me. I called you. I swear. Keep talking. Look, I don't know who you are or how you happen to call this number, but if you don't help me, I'm finished. All Fred needs is a doctor, uh, one we can depend on. Fred's been 
sick for a long time. When he gets these cells, he temporarily goes out of his mind. And Dr. Bechtel can always snap him out of it. Well, we'll call him. But I told you I can't reach Dr. Bechtel. Well... Uh... Oh, you must believe me. And you've got to promise not to call the police. What are you talking about? If your life's really in danger, of course I'll call the police. All right, then just forget the whole thing. Goodbye. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Don't hang up. Just give me a chance to catch my breath, will you? Now, let me see. Yes? Uh, well, okay, you sound, well, you, you sound like a good kid. Maybe I can get you to a doctor, uh, my doctor, uh, Lawrence Blair. Will he do as I say? Yeah, yeah, but I better be able to tell him a few things about this, or he'll just tell me to go to bed with an ice bag and a couple of aspens. Now, just who is this guy, Fred? He's my husband, Fred Schwery. He's threatened to kill you? Yes, as soon as he returns. Why don't you get out of the house before he returns? I'm not in my house. Oh? We were out driving when he got this bill. Oh, it was terrible. All right, all right. Now, try to relax. Now, tell me about it. We started accusing him of not loving him anymore. And he threatened me like a madman. Yeah? Then he drove me to the studio and locked me in. Said he was going for a gun to kill me. Where is this studio? I'm not sure. I didn't watch closely. I was pleading with him all that time. Oh, fine. That makes it Danny. I never knew about the studio. He's He's a commercial artist. I guess he came here to work. See, we've only been married for three months. Well, aren't there any windows you can break through and get out? No, it's on the eighth floor. Well, what about the fire escape? It's at the end of the building. I've pounded on the door and tried to get help, but no one's come. We haven't lived in the city very long. I've called a few friends we know, but no one's home. I don't know what to do. Now, look, there's no time for that. I'm going to get my doctor over to you. i got to know where you are. Now, you go and look out the window for any identifying landmarks that would help us find you. Now, I won't hang up. Now, go on. Step on it. While I waited for her to return, I opened my collar and I loosened my tie. What had I gotten into? Me? Nothing. But what about that poor kid? Why wasn't she back on that phone? Where was she? Come on, lady. Lady. Where was she? And then she was back. Hello? Yeah. Oh, I was so afraid you'd hung up. Well, now do you have any idea where you are? Well, there's a big warehouse directly across from this building. Yeah. About a block east of here, I can see a radio tower. But I can't quite make up the name on it. A radio tower? What else? Well, there's just the usual apartment buildings along the street. But on the corner, there's a large supermarket. A supermarket? Anything else? Um, yes, there's a park a few blocks away. Looks like Lincoln Park. And the building you're in now, can you tell me anything about it? It's white brick. And there are two more floors above this one. All right, okay, we'll be able to find you. I'll call my doctor right away. He knows the city better than the guys who built it. He'll find you. And I'm going to stay right here at this phone. If anything goes wrong, I want you to call me right away. You understand? Yes, yes, I my number is Butterfield 13003. Have you got that? Butterfield 13003. That's right. Remember now, I'm depending on you not to call the police. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Because if you do, I'll deny everything. Maybe that sounds crazy, but you don't know how much I love Fred. How wonderful he is to me when he's well. Yeah, well, kid, nothing sounds crazy to me anymore. I'm even ready for that thing about the storks. Now, don't forget to call me right back if you need me. I'll call my doctor right away. Oh. When I hung up the phone, I was ready for a blood transfusion. I tried to light a cigarette, but the match shook so much you'd have thought I was signaling somebody. But then as I reached for the phone book to call my doctor, I started thinking again. I said, oh, Randy, it's too pat to be true. I couldn't help imagining that someplace a room full of practical jokers were doubled up in laughter over the way the girl had taken me in. But how could that be when I called her? Well, just the same, I'd better check. She said her doctor was Russell Bechtel. Before I called my doc, I'd call this fellow Bechtel just to make sure. I found his number in the book.
Dr. Bechtel's office? Yes. Who's calling, please? I'm a newspaper man on the store. I'd like to talk to the doctor. Oh, I'm sorry. He's not in now. He's out on a call. Can I help you? Well, maybe. Um, does the doctor have a patient named Fred Schwery? Are confidential. Uh, yes, look, ma'am, there's no time for that. A few moments ago, I spoke to Fred Schwery's wife. Well? She told me that Schwery had gone into a violent fit of some kind. He's had another attack? Yes, he's got her locked in his studio, and he's gone for a gun. To kill her. <laughs> then you'd better call the police right away. You mean she was telling me the truth? I mean, Fred Schwery's a dangerous paranoid. He's had three attacks in the last two months. Why wasn't he put away? Well, the doctor's begged that girl to commit him to asylum, but... She's so stubborn. You know the address of Schwery's studio? No. The doctor might. But uh, I have no way of reaching him until he calls in. Our records show only Mr. Schwery's home address. All right, thank you. Will you please call me back if you reach the doctor? My number is Butterfield, 13003. Yes, of course, but uh, what are you going to do? Well, I don't know. She wants me to get my own doctor out there. She gave me enough landmarks to find the place. Then you better hurry, because if Schwery's had another one of his attacks, and he gets to that girl with a gun, you'll never find her alive. Yes, yes, I know. Goodbye, thank you. So, the poor kid had been telling me the truth. I know I ought to call the police, but I remembered her saying that if I did, she'd deny ever talking to me. Yes, and maybe she was stubborn like the nurse said, but she was also a mighty brave kid. I started looking through the phone book for my doctor's number. Black, Blaine, oh, where is it? Is it? Blair, Jasper, Lawrence, there it is, Dr. Lawrence Blair, Radcliffe, 41079. Before I could dial the number, my phone started ringing. Yeah? I can only talk for a second. I was looking down, and I just saw Fred drive up in the car. It's too late for the doctor. Yeah, but not for the police. I'll call him right away. No, you can't. But don't you see your life is in danger? If he's insane, he's got to be restrained. Oh, please give me a little time to try to handle it my way. No, no, I refuse to. Then I'll tell Fred the police are coming for him. Give him a chance to get away. But you don't understand. I that... only understand. And that I love Fred. Nothing else matters one bit. I've told you about him these attacks before, and I'm going to try to do it again. All right, all right. How much time do you want? Give me half an hour. No, uh, 15 minutes. If you don't call back in 15 minutes, I'll know you're in trouble, and I'll have the police out there at once. All right, now I've got to hang up. Let lock this door. Now remember, 15 minutes. Yes, yes. General Mills is bringing you Night Beat, starring Frank Lovejoy as Randy Stone. Salesmen can sell better, farmers can farm better, housewives can housewife better, on a better breakfast. Sure, and sure as you start with Wheaties, you're going to have a good start to a better breakfast. Yup, whatever you do, whatever your job, do it better, smoother, easier with Wheaties to help. Because there's a whole kernel of wheat for every Wheaties flake. And what a difference that can make. Whole wheat protein for vigor and stamina. Whole wheat vitamins and minerals for vitality. Naturally, it makes a difference. Naturally, you should feel a bright and pleasing difference in your morning with whole wheat Wheaties tucked inside. Have some and see. They're good to get up to, these golden flakes. Crisp, you know, not sweet. Fill those breakfast bowls with Wheaties, pour on the milk, put on the fruit, and eat happy. Yes, eat happy and work happy. It's likely to be a brighter morning when you've had your Wheaties. Thousands of people think so, too. Get up and go, folks. People with things to do and places to go. They're getting breakfast of champions in the morning. Are you? 
get yours. Starting tomorrow, see how Wheaties at 7 can help at 11. Wheaties, breakfast of champions. And now, back to Nightbeat and Randy Stone. This time I'd hit the jackpot in spades. I was just doodling on the phone, spinning the dial without even watching it, when I got a girl waiting to be killed by her crazed husband. I promised to wait 15 minutes to give her a chance to snap the guy out of it, and if I didn't hear from her at the end of that time, I was to call the police. I wasn't sure my watch was right, so I dialed for the correct time. At the tone, the time will be 6.05. My watch was a couple of minutes slow. I reset it exactly. 6.05. Okay, if I didn't hear from her by 6.20, I'd call the police. Her husband was with her now. I could close my eyes and see that madman threatening her life in that studio. I felt my stomach cramp up like a troop of Boy Scouts were practicing their nuts. Why had I promised to wait? Maybe this was her. I felt tiny chills race up and down my fingers as I reached for the phone. Yeah? I want to speak to Marge. Huh? Tell her, tell her it's Hal. Go on, go on, call her the phone, you hear me? Look, pal, you've got the wrong number. So long. Wait a minute, what, George, wait a minute. Look, will you hang Don't up? Don't give me none of your lip, mister. You just call Marjorie to the phone. I'm expecting an important call. Hang up. Yeah, well, let me tell... Dope. Ah, oh, what time was it? 6.07. I took the watch off my wrist and set it on the telephone table under the lamp so I could see it easily. I watched the tiny hands circling so slow. 6.08. What was happening in that studio? This might be her. Yeah? This is a nationwide radio survey. What's that? Are you listening to your radio? Will you please hang up? I'm expecting an important call. Oh, I'm sorry to bother you, sir. Thank you. What if she'd call when someone else was on the phone? I had to keep the line clear. Uh, Operator, I'm expecting a very important call during the next ten minutes, and I don't want to receive any other calls. Can you help me? Is the call you're expecting long distance, sir? Uh, No, it's local. It would be impossible to block out your line for local calls, sir, because then the call you're waiting for would be unable to come through. Oh, yes, yes, I hadn't thought of that. Thank you. Bye. 6.09. Had only one minute gone by? I could feel my nerves tightening up like someone was turning a screw. She should be calling soon. What was happening to her? Mishwari? I want to speak to Marge. Didn't I tell you you've got the wrong number and I get off the line and stay I off? I got the right number, all right, smart guy. You just put my telephone, you hear me? You tell, tell, tell us how. Why doesn't that bum stop calling? Why didn't he stop? Oh, okay, come on, relax, kid, relax. 612. Why had I promised to wait? I should be calling the cops right now. Operator? Uh, what do I dial for the police department? You dial 211, sir. Or I can connect you. No, not yet. Uh, I, I mean, I, I was just wondering about it. Thank you. I promised her I'd wait. Maybe she could control the guy. But why wasn't she calling? 6.13. Time was passing so slow. Oh, if that's that drunk again. I'll... Who is it? Stone, what are you trying to do to me? Get me fired? Oh, Matt, it's you. Yeah, your boss and editor. Who are you expecting? Truth or consequences? Now, look, Matt, hang up, will you? I'm waiting for a call. Waiting for a call? 
Yeah. What's wrong with you, Randy? Didn't I tell you to call Mr. Stout? He's waiting for your call, you crazy loon, yeah. and you know how our honored publisher likes to be kept waiting. Yeah, I haven't time to explain, man. Don't explain anything. Get on that phone and call Andover 23820. Now, that's an order. He just called him to our enemy. He asked me if he was expected to phone you. He's pouting up there, Randy, uh. feeling abused. And you know what happens when Mr. Stout feels abused. Yes, all right, all right. Hang up, Matt. You'll call him. Yes, right away. Hang up. Okay, and after you talk to him, call me back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I looked at my watch, 6.17. There was just three minutes left to get her call. I couldn't phone to Stout now. What if she should phone when I was talking to someone else? What if she had only that one chance and all she got was a busy signal? No, I couldn't call now. Hello. Uh, hello. Is this the Stone residence? Yes, yes. What do you want? Uh, I'd like to speak to Mrs. Stone, if you don't mind. There isn't any Mrs. Stone. Look, I'm very busy. Uh, no, Mrs. Stone. Well, 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 I'll just have to talk to you then, won't I? Yes, but some other time. Mm-mm. I'm very busy now. Oh, this won't take but a tiny moment, and I have so many calls made. Now, look, madam. Uh, I've been appointed by our local committee to call you about the coming election, to ask you to cooperate with us in our drive to register all voters regardless of party. Madam, I'm not old enough to vote. <laughs> but if we all vote, then don't you see we can do something? Look, I'm going to have to hang up. Uh, but for heaven's uh, sake. Some other time. <laughs> Young. Well, there you better hang up for me, okay? Will you stop calling this number? 6.19, and she hasn't called. I'm going to wait for one more minute to pass, and then I'm going to call the police. Hello. Randy Stone? Yes? I asked Matt Cummel to have you call me, Mr. Stone, but apparently you were unable to. This is Edward DeStout speaking. Oh, the big boss. Oh, no. What's that? Uh, yes, Mr. DeStout, I was going to call you as soon as I had the time. As soon as you had the time? Well, I must say, that's not exactly flattering, Stone. I'd rather imagine... Mr. DeStout, I'm expecting a very important phone call. There are and people I, I... who think that a call from me is also rather important. Can I call you in five minutes? And what am I supposed to do? Just sit here waiting for your call like a like a lackey? I believe Connell told you I'm leaving tonight. But, Mr. DeStout... So we'll talk now, if you don't mind. Look, instead of talking about this on the phone, how about me taking a cab over to your place as soon as my call comes through? We could talk it over much easier. Oh, I think we can handle the matter over the phone very nicely. But we can't handle it over the phone. Don't you see? A girl's life is at stake, and you prattle on like we had all day. A girl's life at stake, is it? Yes. I've heard about your talents for invention, Mr. Stone, but I don't think I enjoy the idea of you practicing them on me. Look, DeStout, I'm afraid I'm going to have to do something else you won't enjoy. I'm afraid I'm going to have to hang up. I wouldn't what time is it now? 6.21. It couldn't be. I couldn't have talked to him that long. Oh, hurry, hurry, hurry. At the tone, the time will be 6.21 and one half. 6.21 and one half. Well, I've kept my part of the bargain. Department, Sergeant Harris speaking. Oh, Harris, this is Randy Stone. Listen to me closely. We don't have any time to lose. What's up, Dick? You better send out an all-points alarm on this. It's got to be fast. Hey, slow down, slow down. I can't understand you. Look, a while ago, I spoke to a girl on the phone. She told me her life was in danger. She was locked in a studio, and her husband was coming there to kill her. Easy, now, easy. i got to write this down. you got to move fast, and we're not going to make it. Go on. This husband of hers, he's insane. He, he became violent. How long ago did you talk this dame? Fifteen minutes ago. Why don't you call us right away? I'll tell you all about it later. We've got to get to her. Okay. What's the address of this studio? I don't know her address. It's the first time I ever spoke to her. Stone, you've been drinking. No, no, I'm telling you the truth. So 
Well, how are we supposed to find her? Well, she gave me landmarks she saw from her window. She gave me enough so you guys can get right to her. All right, now let me see. She said her window looks right out on the blank walls of a warehouse. Whose warehouse? Well, she didn't say. Oh, that's a big Next. Well, she could see the tower of a radio station about a block away. Could she make out the call letters of the station? No. That's no good. What else? What do you mean, no good? How many stations you got on your radio stone? Hmm. What else? Well, there's a supermarket down the street, a big supermarket. Supermarkets are all over the place. Yeah, but this one's near Lincoln Park. That mean the whole north side's near Lincoln Park. What else? Nothing else. You had all those things up. It's got to lead you somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, we could find her all right in three or four hours. But that's no good. In fact, she hasn't called back. Means she's in trouble. If you don't get there right away, it'll be too late. Hey, hey, wait. What? We're a couple of doves. What do you mean? She called you what you call her. I call her. Okay, we're in business. Huh? We'll have a squad car up to that studio in three minutes. I don't get it. You call her, don't you see? Uh-huh. All you got to do is give us her phone number, and through the phone company, we can trace down her address in 30 seconds. What number did you call? What? What number did I call? Come on, Stone, come on. We've got to move. But I, I don't know what number I called. I, I didn't even look at the dial. Come on, Stone, speak up. What number did you call? I don't know what number I called. You don't know? Don't you understand? I don't know. I'll never know. What? I, uh, I was doodling with the phone, and she answered. Just have to try to find her with the information you gave. It's going to take a long time, but there's nothing else we can do, huh, Stone? Well, there's six million combinations on a dial. No, there's nothing else we can do. I hung up the phone and just sat there. I wanted to die quick and easy. What was I going to do now? How was I going to be able to go on living as though nothing had happened? I was just as much of a murderer as that crazy husband. How could I be so stupid? Why didn't I ask for a number? Why didn't I? Yeah? Mr. Stone. Yes? Uh, this is Dr. Bechtel's nurse, Mr. Stone. Yes. Oh, I'm so glad I got you. It's all right. Uh, what's all right? I was able to locate Dr. Bechtel just after you called. You what? Uh, he knew the address of the studio all right, and he got there in plenty of time. We're sending Smurry to a sanitarium for treatment. And, uh, the girl? Oh, she's fine. I had to give her a sedative, though. Uh, That's why she didn't call herself. But all's well that ends well, like they say. Oh, uh, you know what I've been doing the last 15 minutes waiting for her call? I'm half nuts myself. I'm ready for a straitjacket. Uh, but, Mr. Stone... Why didn't you call me right away? But, Mr. Stone, I've been trying. Your line's been busy. <laughs> Yep, that's, uh, what's called learning a lesson the hard way. The lesson being that ivory towers went the way of hoop skirts and 60-cent steaks. Nope, there's no escaping from the world. We're all tied together, for better or worse, whether we like it or not. And no matter how well you lock your windows and bar your door, the dreams and the fears and the hopes of all your fellow men are still no farther away than... Your fingertips. Oh, no, no. I won't it. Uh-uh. No, no. I, I, I... Oh, well. Let's see this. Yeah? Listen. I want to speak to March. Oh, shut up. Oh, you know something? Next month I may decide not to pay my phone bill. Copy... Oh, no. What am I doing? You're listening to Night Beat on the Wheaties' Big Parade. 
Oh, Frank, Frank Lovejoy. Yeah. Uh, how do you like that slogan we've got for Wheaties? Oh, you mean that one about uh, 7 and 11? Yeah, you know. See how Wheaties at 7 can help at 11. Well, I think it's swell. How'd you happen to think of it? Well, can you keep a secret? Oh, silent, Frank. They call me. Shoot. Well, the other morning, I missed my Wheaties. Imagine. <laughs> and I tell you, Frank, by 11 o'clock, I felt like I'd been put through the ringer. I was worn to a frazzle. Well, that just goes to show you. You know it. It certainly convinced me that if you eat Wheaties at 7, you get the energy you need to help you feel good right on to lunchtime. Oh, so you thought up, see how Wheaties at 7 can help at 11, hmm? Well, no wonder they call you the Wheaties at That's right, Frank. Good night. Night. Night Beat, starring Frank Lovejoy, is produced and directed by Warren Lewis and written by Larry Marcus with music by Frank Worth. The part of the girl was played by Lorene Tuttle. Others in tonight's cast were Catherine Card, Barbara Dupar, Bill Lally, Peter Leeds, and Jane Novello. Frank Lovejoy will next be seen in Milton Sperling's production, Three Secrets, released by Warner Brothers. Listen next week and every week as Randy Stone searches through the city for the strange stories waiting for him in the darkness. And this is the Wheaties man, Frank Martin, inviting you to listen also Tuesday, that's tomorrow night, to the Penny Singleton Show on the Wheaties Big Parade. See you then. Nightbeat came to you from Hollywood. Now you can hear the first piano quartet on NBC. Bold Venture. Adventure, intrigue, mystery, romance, starring Humphrey Bogart and Lauren Bacall. Together in the sultry setting of tropical Havana and the mysterious islands of the Caribbean. Bold Venture. of Humphrey Bogart and Lauren Bacall bring you Bold Venture and a tale of mystery and intrigue. Ah, rock me gently, sailor. Easy. Easy. Ah, you're getting the knack, kid. What is it about you, Slate? You can get girls to push your hammock. I got rosy cheeks. What are you sore about? We flipped for it, didn't we? I won. You lost. That's life in Havana. Keep pushing. I had to have a bright idea. Why don't we put up a hammock on the patio, I said. That way the hotel guests can enjoy their siestas in comfort, I said. I keep talking to myself like that, and what do I get? 175 pounds of... Mr. Shannon? That's him. One on his back. Hey, you 
You won't remember me, Mr. Shannon. I wouldn't expect you to. It's been many years. I... Sure. Sure I remember. Brewer. John Brewer, isn't it? How are you, Mr. Brewer? Thank you. you. You're remembering me so quickly that... That'll make it easier, so much easier. You used to charter my boat for fishing trips. We had good days together. I don't forget days like we had. I remember once we... Is it okay if I stop rocking you, baby boy, while you reminisce over fish? Yeah. Yeah, you can stop, sailor. I've had it. Hey, you want to charter my boat again, Mr. Brewer? Yes, but not for that. I haven't the money for that anymore. Things are different. It's on your mind. My son, he'll... Be at the Puente docks tonight, about one, I think. They they said about one. I want you to pick him up, bring him to me. Sure, we can do that, can't we, sailor? Perhaps you won't be so eager when you know my son has escaped from prison, from Guantanamo prison. My son was in prison for murdering a man, you know. Oh. Huh. Well, I'll be frank with you, Mr. Brewer. The boat's not for hire to escape murderers. It's a quirk I have. He'll kill. Paul will kill again. That, that's why he's escaped. To kill the man who double-crossed him. All, all I ask is you bring him to me first so I can prevent another killing. So I can turn him into the police. The barrio where I live now. The streets, the alleys. The whispers scream how Paul has escaped. How he's coming to... Look, Mr. Shannon, I, I beg I'll... Don't let him do that, Slate. <laughs> all right, Mr. Brewer. The good days we had together. Why don't you give them back to the police, huh? I, I swear it, I swear it. Thank you, thank you. Sailor, get him off me. Millie. Millie. Come on, will you open up? No way. First time you've come around to see me in the middle of the afternoon. Come on in. Why didn't you just say it was bought instead of beating on the door? What's the matter, honey? You killed me. Sit down, bro. No, right here. Yeah. Dada? <laughs> talk now or talk later? I said he'd kill me. What are you trying to say, honey? Oh, look at you. Paul Brewer's out. What? Paul Brewer broke jail. No use running, honey. Paul will get you. Hey, look. I got an idea, Millie. I figured you would. You don't have the nerve to walk up to Paul with a gun, do you? Just an idea, huh? I only ask, because look what's happening to your last idea, Brian. So Paul gets blamed for the murder I did. Got convicted for it. Maybe you'd have waltzed down a courtroom island and said, Wait a minute, Judge. You're doing wrong. Maybe you'd have done that, huh? Yeah, not me, not Bart Trainer. Not Millie either. What are you going to do? All right, listen. Paul's old man went to see Slate Shannon today. I got the word. Well, guy like Shannon, you know what's going to happen. You figure it. You think Shannon will get to Paul? Oh, sure he will. Look, baby, I got an idea. You get Shannon to bring Paul to me. Over Shannon, anything. If I knew someone was going to bring him to me, well... I'd be ready for him. After which you'd give it to Paul in the back, huh? And give dead Paul to the cop. You know why I love you, Bart? Because you got character. You gonna help me? Relax, honey. Just relax. 
There's a saying, Slate. Goes like this. Mother used to tell it to me. Honey, Mother said, stick your neck out and you'll get a fat rope around it, honey. She always called me honey. Hey, you want to give it up, sailor? Want to go back home? What's home? Moonlit patio? You whispering things in my ear? Me ironing you a clean shirt for tomorrow? <laughs> Why do dull things like that when for the same price we can get killed? What's with this getting killed? All we have to do is... Pick up our boat, collect an escaped murderer, leave him on his daddy's doorstep. Shannon, over here. Come to me, Shannon. Huh? I hear a call, sailor. You run on along to the boat. Uh-uh. I got a feeling you'll need a bodyguard. Come on, Shannon boy. Anything you say. You're calling for help. That's why you want me, isn't it, lady? You want help? Talk to Shannon, the girl told me. You mean all the other girls in the shop, huh, honey? But I got there first. As you see, it's uh, me that bakes his apple pies now. You're lucky. You're lucky you got someone to do things for, girlie. Me? Millie? Well, I got his word my man broke out tonight. And I haven't done nothing for him in five years. I could break a girl in two. That'll be Paul Brewer, huh? Now you can tell me, Millie. Cool. My Paul. The word among friends is that you're bringing my Paul home to his papa. To him, not to me. You tell him I'm waiting. Against a pile. He'll drag you to me. Honestly, Will. After that, he can go do what he has to do. You wait here, huh? Just so long. Then I took the cops on you, Shannon. The girls tell me it's 20 years for aiding and abetting an escaped convict. You sure know a lot of smart girls, Millie. Now you just stand here waiting, just the way you are, against the piling. Yeah, that's it. Ain't it a picture to break your heart, sailor? I wipe a tear. Hold the knee. Or you build roads for the county. You reached us, Millie. We'll mention the name to Paul. And don't you leave this place, you hear? Let's go, sailor. <laughs> Fire up, sailor. Right. Secure, Skipper, honey. What do we do now? We wait. What do you feel like doing? Well, pretty big moon tonight. You had a jackknife, we could play mumbledy peg by moonlight. That's something to do. Matter of fact, we could. Paul. Wait here, sailor. Paul, Paul Brewer. Hey, wait a minute. Get away from here. You're doing You Paul Brewer? Cut it out. Got it? Are you Paul Brewer? Who told you to look for him? His father. Are you Paul? Shouldn't have told you to come here. I asked you a question, kid. Yes. Yes, I'm Paul Brewer. Come on. Where? To your father. He wants to talk to you. Come on. All right. Why'd you break out, kid? Cops probably got orders to shoot on sight. All right, let him. Better boy, huh? Hey, sailor. Is that him? Yeah. 
Take the bold venture back. I'm taking a wandering boy home. Senorita Duval, please to lift your frame from the hammock, senorita. What's the matter, officer? Was I going too fast? Lift it, senorita, in the name of the law. Oh, fine. I finally get Slate out of it, now you want it. What is it with you men, LaSalle? You've got dark spots about girls and hammocks? Personally, and with me, it is a sight I would miss my bus for. However, I only wish you to tell me where is Slate Shannon, so I can embrace his wrist with handcuffs. Oh, must be a lot of fellows you can do that to, LaSalle, Why elect Slate? Besides, he's not very attractive with handcuffs. Thwarts his conversation. We of the police would find him very attractive, so. You will tell him that, senorita, when he comes back to you for a hideout. Oh, why would he do that? Slate's been a good boy. Hasn't tripped an old lady in days. But he has aided a notorious criminal to escape. Paul Brewer. Of this, a stool pigeon flapped her wings on the phone. Bring him to me, senorita. Or perhaps we bring him to you. So you can buy for him a funeral costage. Like that, huh? Just so, senorita. Tell him. Tell him he is wanted by the police. Badly. Adios. Still the same crummy place. I spent a young lifetime promising myself to get my father out of four flights up in a barrio. I got a philosophy that goes with that. Stay out of jail. It's easier to make money that way. That way you don't have to live forever in a slum. Oh, good old you. You ever been in jail? You ever known a drifter who wasn't? Hello, Mr. Brewer. Here's the boy. What? <laughs> Hey, what is this? Yes, what? Aren't you, Paul? I said a fib. Mr. Shannon. I'm sorry. I really am. Now, look. Look, Mr. Brewer, you'd better get inside. Something's happened here. I want to find out what. Go ahead. I'll talk to you later. Now, what about it, Buster? Me? You. Paul broke jail today. My friend Paul did that. I was supposed to pick him up, and you came instead. I don't know who you are, mister. I thought you were a cop, but now I know you're on the level when you brought me here. Where's Paul? Well, he won't find me waiting for him, so he probably went to a place. What place? Look, I can't monkey with you no more. Out of the way. You're a real brave kid. Yeah, that's me. That's really me. How about that guy thinking I was Paul? Paul? Huh? Your name must be Paul. Don't move. I've got a gun pointed at Oh, hey, now, wait a minute. You're tired of Shannon's company, Paul? That's why you pushed him down the stairs? Oh, look here, I blew him a kiss when I passed him, but he didn't pay any attention. No, you... You... Hey! So I just passed him and went along with my business. Goodbye, Paul.
Adventure. Our stars, Humphrey Bogart and Lauren Bacall. And the second act of our story. Oh, Havana's a place of possibilities. They give you the city, don't bother with the keys. Go ask any native, they'll recommend Shannon's place, your dollar's friend. The current chatter in Shannon's lobby, where the guests all gather to make hobnobby, concerns a boy who fled from jail. But who can blame him? He had no bail. I blame him, King. Paul Brewer killed a man. It says, Lady Sailor. What are you talking about? It says Paul Brewer killed a man. Well, didn't he? It says. Come off it, King. What are you trying to tell me about Paul Brewer? That it is whispered in the barrio that he did not kill the man for whom he went to prison. And what? And nothing, Miss Sailor, except that if this is true, whatever is happening to Mr. Slade right now... Who said anything was happening to him? Why are you looking at your watch every minute, on the minute? In case the main spring falls out, I want to know when it happens. I've got a year's guarantee on this watch, and uh, the year's almost up. You worried about Mr. Slate? Play your guitar, King. Yes, Miss Saylor. Trying to do just that. Grab an arm. Okay. Thanks. You were lying there for what reason, mister? You betting you'll get an answer because you're holding a gun? Bingo. Well, I got heaved down those steps. You're Paul Brewer, aren't you? I've been looking for you. That cop, uh, say your last one, cop, or you're going out. Save the corner of the mouth talk for when you meet a real cop. Me, it don't impress. All right, no cop, then who are you? Slate Shannon. Guy your father hired to meet you at Puente Docks. Guy who was supposed to bring you to your father. That could be, too. Let's find out, huh? Upstairs. Somebody else was there. I thought he was you. Your father said he wasn't, which so delighted this somebody. He heaved Yeah, yeah. Come on, move. This is your good day for finding people on stairways, Paul. Turn them over. Go ahead. Well, you know him? Yeah. You? I just told you about him. You didn't shoot him, huh? I met him at Puente Docks, I told you. I brought him here because... Yeah, you said that. Take off, Shannon. Get out of here. Sure. The cops are going to find you, Paul. After a while, they will. After a while, I want them to. Things have got to be done first. Killing? I said, get out, Shannon. I don't want to start with you. <laughs> You're no good to me, Millie. I'll tell you why you're no good to me. You killed the wrong man. That leaves Paul Brewer loose to kill me. Maybe that's how you wanted it, huh? Maybe that's why you didn't take a good look before you got kill happy. I'll explain it to you once more, honey. Because you got stale soda pop where blood ought to be. The guy was with Shannon. For me, that made him Paul. Because you asked me once for help when things were better between us, I killed what I thought was Paul. So I made a mistake. Yeah. So go hide under a bed, honey. Uh, how do I get through to you? 
Brewer's out to kill me. Oh, look, Millie. You gotta find him, kill him. You can pin it on Shannon. Oh, come on, for me, Millie. For the many days I've been good to you. Take your hands off me, scum, honey. Take them off. Millie! Millie. Millie, you'll kill me. Couldn't happen to a man with more character. I'll watch the papers, Bart. Oh, no, look. I'll need to know when to buy a black dress. Bart? Yeah. Bart, what do you think you're gonna do, honey? It won't take long, Millie. Not long! Taylor! Taylor, where are you? Taylor! In here, Slade, in your office. Oh, going someplace? Why the hat? They tell me it's a thing you need when you're on the lamb. You know, drafty hideouts, scurrying down cold, dark alleys, hiding in the river while the cops search for you. A lady's hat will come in handy. Hey, what are you talking about? You're a fugitive, ain't you, gorilla? I'm your mall, ain't I? Where a gorilla goes, his mall goes with the etiquette. <laughs> What's the matter? You don't like the hat? <laughs> Take it off, sailor. You don't need it where we're going. You've got a warm hideout, huh, fugitive? Yeah, LaSalle's office. The lumps you got went to your head, didn't they, kid? That's how I'll want you for accessory to an escape. Also, the murder of a man in the barrio. Well, if he wants me that bad, let's let him have me, huh? Slate, you don't have to give yourself up. I'll go wherever you want. I... LaSalle first. Then we go where I want. Huh, baby? <laughs> wise to give yourself up to me, Senor Shannon. You think so, LaSalle? I don't think so. In 20 years, Slate won't think so either. <laughs> 20 years, if he lives that long. You still think I murdered that man in the barrio, LaSalle? The man was dead when I found him. I didn't do it. Let us concede the point. Which leaves the matter of aiding and abetting the escape of Paul Brewer from Guantanamo prison. For this, we are very furious. We of the Brotherhood of the Police. Oh, so I made a mistake. Brewer's out to kill a man. Maybe I could stop that. Give Brewer back to you. What would that buy me? A pat on your dimpled cheek and a turning of the back. Perhaps, if I feel whimsical again. Who does Brewer want to kill? You ought to know. That's your style in the Brotherhood, isn't it? To know who wants who dead. See, we amuse ourselves with it. I've been studying the file on Brewer. In court, he screamed it was a man but trainer who had killed, and not Brewer. That it was a upframe. Trainer? Got an address on him? The Las Flores Apartment Hotel was the last place he... Now let's go, sailor. Let's go talk to a man about an upframe. What do you want? I want to come inside. What do you want to do, sailor? You've had me out long enough today. Let's go inside. Then after you. Hey, what is it? You. Close the door, sailor. Thanks. Slate, why'd you hit the man? Yeah. Why'd you hit me? You were impolite to sailor. What's a fist in the stomach to a bullet? I always say. What do you people want? What are you talking about? A bullet in the stomach. Rumor has it that's what Paul Brewer is going to give you. Brewer sent you, huh? 
You brew his muscle? You... Hey, hey, where you going? It bother you? Hey, don't go in there. It bothers you, huh? I don't blame you for being bothered, Bart. Oh, look, she was here when I got home. I don't even know who she is. I found her like that. I know who she is. A girl named Millie. She told me she wanted Paul. Who'd she want him for? You? That girl on the dock state? Yeah. Dead. Yeah, she's dead, isn't she, Bart? Strangled. Oh, look, why don't you forget it? I'd get rid of her. Nobody even see me. Go back to Paul. Tell him you couldn't find me. Go ahead. Go ahead. You name it. You'll see. I can pay you. You haven't got that kind of dough, Bart. Eh? Try me. Try. Why don't you just try? You can name anything you want. Mind if I come in? Come on in, Paul. Everybody's expecting you. You look good, Bart. Haven't seen you in a long time. Uh, how you feeling, Paul? Good, good. I'm glad. Uh, why don't you sit down? Uh, I'll get you something. Uh-uh. Paul, you ought to give yourself up to the police. Don't rush me. Don't rush me. Just want to talk over old times with Bart. You want to talk over old times, Bart? Sure, sure, kid. There was once a day when you killed a man, Bart, and I went to jail for it. Let's talk about that. I'll come back to the cops with me, Paul. You can clear yourself. Take Bart with us. He'll help us. Sure. And Bart will explain about killing Millie. Won't you, Bart? Sure. Sure I will. Let me out of here. Let me go. And don't tell me I didn't have to do it, Shannon. Guy's got to answer that question for himself. Only maybe he'll die for it, Paul. Yeah, maybe I will. Shannon? Let me have that gun. You'll explain to the old man, won't you? The best way I know how. Here's a gun. Let's go to the cops, huh? You happy? What happy? I'm lying on the beach getting sunburned. You stop leaning over me. You make a shadow. Want to go in for a dip? Dip? In the ocean? You out of your mind? Dip is for tourists. Tired, huh? You tired, Safe? I'm talking to you. You're making a shadow. Okay. I'm going for a walk. Hey, come back here. What do you want? Come here. All right. I'm making a shadow. You like it? You won't get any sun in your face like this. You don't care, huh? Ouch! What's the matter? Take off your sunglasses, sailor. Now, come here. And so, our two stars, Humphrey Bogart and Lauren Bacall, have brought to a close our latest Bold Venture story. Special music was composed and conducted by David Rose. May we invite you to listen again next week at this time for another exciting adventure starring Humphrey Bogart and Lauren Bacall, together in Bold Venture. 
the Relic Radio Show for this week. There's more from Nightbeat, Bold Venture, the Relic Radio Show, and all the other podcasts at relicradio.com. You also find our Shoutcast stream up and running there as well. And you can donate through the website if you'd like to help support this and all of the shows. Your support is how all of this happens. Thank you to those who have helped out. Thanks for joining me this week. Talk to you again next Tuesday with another episode of the Relic Radio Show.